Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We've got a cool guest sitting on our couch, drove in from wa- Waterdown. Waterdown. Wherever the fuck that is. <laughs> <laughs> Waterdown is between Hamilton and, and Burlington, Ontario. All right. I know Hamilton. I know Burlington. I guess I can figure out where Waterdown is. <laughs> hey, but it's part of uh, Hamilton city limit. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Hamilton messes me up. I don't know. Like Stony Creek. Is Stony Creek Hamilton? It's really funny. I, 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 I just like you, was pretty uh, surprised when moving to the area. There's an w- area called Westdale. I lived there for about four months before moving to Waterdown. And it's Hamilton. And everybody in Westdale says Westdale. They w- they don't want to associate themselves with uh, Hamilton proper. Gotcha. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, Well, you know? it's it's like us. We Are we Scarborough? Are we Toronto? Like, technically, we're Toronto. Yeah. But if I'm speaking to somebody who's from Toronto, I'm going to say Scarborough. Once the, once the amalgamation was, because I was here before the yeah. amalgamation and after, you know, um, this is really just prior areas of that one area that never associated themselves with it it's like saying um in the beaches Hmm. part of toronto right Right. which was always before the amalgamation it was still part of toronto right you know but the beaches they'll they'll say the beaches but they'll because they think they're fucking special that's how how westdale is just (laughs) like that just like the beaches (laughs) just like the beaches the beaches make no sense to me because even if you live like north not even close to the beach you're on danforth they call it upper beach upper Upper beach Beach. bullshit i used to live upper beach so i get it (laughs) makes no fucking sense (laughs) hey everyone it's amanda and we've got clarence hanging out with us today and uh I think it's going to be a fun conversation, although I'm pretty sure it's going to be a little bit of a rant, but we love rants here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clarence came in to once again talk about job ads, not specifically job ads, but this idea that in our industry, it somehow becomes perfectly acceptable for clinic owners to post ads that are asking for female therapists only. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't know how that's acceptable because I'm pretty sure if there was a female doctor looking for a job or a male doctor looking for a job, there's no way in hell they would come across a job ad that said, male doctors only. Mm-hmm. So Clarence, why don't you uh, introduce yourself, tell everybody how long you've been in practice, what kind of practice you have, and we'll get right into the rant. <laughs> so uh, my name is Clarence Crawford. I'm originally from uh, New York City, Brooklyn, New York. Lived in Toronto uh, and suburb areas for quite a long time. Uh, moved well, I moved to Toronto in 94 and was in the corporate IT world for 18 years, including some tenure uh, in the States prior to relocating. And then just gave up the whole corporate infrastructure, the whole world. It just wasn't for me anymore. Um, Because you can't dress like that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I called it wearing a monkey suit before. (laughs) Uh, I was moving up the corporate ladder. I was in senior management, um, making great, great money. But it just wasn't worth the stress, Mm. the bureaucracy, the backstabbing, the red tape. And uh, massage wasn't even on my radar. I I often tell people massage found me. I didn't find it. And... uh, uh, also, it got to a point where it was just so many um, kind of synchronistic situations where massage kept coming up that I had to like, let me look into this. And when I did look into it, I was pretty impressed to find out that Canada has the highest requirements for massage therapy in the world, mm-hmm. uh, including the U.S. And yeah, sorry, my American uh, uh, peeps down there. I know you guys like to be the center of the universe, but uh, <laughs> Canada does take the props for this. They definitely are well and above in, in the massage therapy um, schooling, but so get back to the situation. So I leave the corporate world and being in senior management, going into massage therapy at the age of 40 and, uh, two years later graduating and coming into this workforce. And 
I started noticing advertisements for positions, but it would say female RMT. Or How long have you been RMT a therapist? Or, uh, 12 and a half years now. 12 and a half years. Yeah. So even 12 and a half years ago, you were seeing oh, this. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. yes. It was probably more so. It was then. probably more. I just, I wanted to get an idea of how long yeah. this has been going on. Female therapist only, female yeah. therapist only. I find there's waves of it, but I, I would, I, I can honestly say if somebody was looking into investigating it once a month, you'll see it. If you look at all the areas where, where positions are listed, nowadays Indeed is kind of a, a conglomerate of locations that they pull all of it together. But once a month, you'll see this still to this day. And so I was flabbergasted. So I contacted our, our, our college, the CMTO, College of Massage Therapists of Ontario, explained to them my concern. They agreed that it's not right, but it's out of their jurisdiction and that I would have to contact the Federation of Labor Board. I did so. And they basically, long story short, uh, basically said you have to create a, a class action lawsuit or something like that. Then I started to look into that and I just realized there was so much work involved. Plus you have to get a lot of people on the record and mm -hmm. get all of these findings and stuff. And not that it wouldn't be too hard. It was just that I didn't have the time for it. You, you, you needed more than just one resource for it. Plus you needed someone in the legal field to back you. And the few lawyers that I spoke to didn't think it was much of a concern. I don't think they realized how rampant it was. Mm -hmm. um, again, coming from the States, lawyers down there are like sharks. They smell blood. They rush to you. <laughs> and so if I would have presented this down there, they would be like, we got this. Don't worry about it. We'll sue everybody. But it's not from a money point of view. That's the whole thing. This one is from a, a principal point of view. Look at this, this mm -hmm. ethical and, um, guy over here, eh? You know, I just think that it needs, the message needs to be done correct. And especially since we're talking about women, like, like I was mentioning before we started the the podcast that I'm a big proponent of the concept, you know, of women's rights, women's lib. And I kind of feel like we take one step forward, two steps back. You know, years right. ago, women couldn't be police officers, uh, firemen, you know, construction workers and so forth. And if anyone advertised to that degree, it would be outrage, you know? And so here we are, this is the same thing. It's, it's a, it's a, a profession and they're advertising such. Can I ask an opinion of both of you before we get further into this? Yep. Do you think that the the clinic owners that are posting these job ads that say females only, do you think that they don't know that this is illegal? Do you think that they don't think anyone's going to do anything about it? Or do you think that they just don't give a shit? Like, I only want a female. So my clients only want a female. So I'm going to advertise for the person that I know is going to make me the most money. It's hard to say. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. So for example, I don't think a lot of clinic owners know a lot of things in terms of labor laws. Mm -hmm. and, and I'll give you an example. I used to work in this clinic and uh, it, it was under renovation at that time. So the massage rooms weren't finished being built and they had just kind of curtained rooms up, right? Curtain dividers. But they were also hiring staff because they were expanding. So I got to listen to their HR person, quotes HR person, interviewing someone for a receptionist position. And the amount of illegal questions that he was asking is insane. Such as? Such as, do you have a boyfriend? Stop it. Do you plan on having children? Things mm. like that. Do you have any religious obligations that would prevent you from coming to work? Wow. Yes. It was just, it was the whole thing was just and, a whole bunch of illegal questions. And this was the HR Well, person. I say HR in air quotes because this was just a very small kind of mom and pop place. Mm. And they put this person in this position to interview people. But apparently he's, he's actually worked in larger corporations in HR. So the whole thing was really confusing. So I don't think a lot of people know, but I also think a lot of people just don't give a shit. Yeah. Mm, I would beg 
to differ. Yeah, tell from me. The, only from the point of view of a lot. Mm. A lot would it would be deemed as fifty one percent or more, right? You know, it's is is so it's more than half, right? I don't think I think a lot of them do know, but the second part of what you said they don't is give a they shit. don't give a shit. Um, and if especially given that in that example, it raises even more of a of a concern and had to know because he came from a structured HR, yeah. knew the rules and figured I can get away with it here in this environment. And that's probably more of what happened there is like, well, this no one can really, who they're going to report me to. There's no real HR. There's no channel of command like that and processing, you know, yeah. paperwork. So I think he was probably pushing the envelope, mm. but, but which is shocking that he asked knowingly pushing questions. the envelope. I think the majority of places do know, and they just feel that, this is an industry where they're not big corporations outside mm-hmm. of a place like Massage Addict, yeah, which they're is, not. hasn't been here for years uh, before that, before the last uh, six or seven years, there, there wasn't a place that had, you know, over 600 RMTs. And mm-hmm. so you're dealing with individual places, you know, four or five to maybe a life markets, maybe a little bigger, yeah. cl- uh, you know, physio clinic, multidisciplinary. So they feel they can get away with because of how the structure of the place, the workplace is. Well, exactly. Everybody in these smaller clinics are subcontracted, right? Everybody's contractors. So they're not too concerned about labor laws so much. Maybe they, some of them don't even think it applies to them because they don't have, mm-hmm. in air quotes, mm-hmm. employees. But the That's other thing other is, well, yes. Yeah. The other thing is when you're looking at these smaller clinics, the way they make their decisions, majority of them who are, don't have a very strong business background, it's money, right? I mean, yeah. every business makes their decisions based on money, but smart business people can understand that, you know, you you don't make every decision based on what's going to make me the most money right now. And so clinic owners look at, well, who do majority of my clients want to see? Mm-hmm. Female RMTs. Mm-hmm. That is just fact in I most in most communities yeah. is that people, men and women, are very often feel more comfortable yeah. with a female therapist. Yeah. But it's no different than as you and I were talking off mic, a lot of women feel much more comfortable with a female gynecologist. Yeah. I actually feel, I would love to look at the stats on this. I think there's more male gynecologists than there are females. Yeah. And even though a lot of women would prefer to go to another female, that just can't happen. You know, you yeah. don't get that that freedom. And as we talked about as well, the clients can go to whoever they want. Well, that, but the that, clinic owners have to stop advertising that they're only hiring uh, female RMTs yeah. because of their clients. The yeah. clients ultimately can make okay. that decision on their own. So complete side note, though. Well, not complete side note. The vag doctor thing is a little different because if there's a larger number of vag doctors that are male, then you just have a smaller pool to choose from if you're looking for a female doctor. Massage therapy is completely different. The majority of massage therapists in Ontario are female. Are female. I think yeah. what I was making yeah. to the point is that you would never see a I job I just want to posting. say badge doc. Yeah, yeah, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> you would never see a job posting, though, like for any type of doctor, like forget gynecologist, yeah. any type of yeah, doctor yeah. that was, you know, female only. That yeah. would never happen. But in our industry, because as you said, it's yeah. small, privately owned places people can push the envelope even if they know the rules and get away with it because again who's going to take the time and go through all the legal work and do the class action lawsuit obviously it hasn't Mm -hmm. been done and so i I understand the cause i mean the the reason behind why they would do it you know uh, to add to the the initial introduction part that i didn't get to so i had my own practice for two years i've been in business uh, as an rmt for 12 and a half Uh, i had my own practice for two years um, then relocated to Ottawa, and I was doing massage therapy in Ottawa for five years and just relocated back uh, recently. Had hernia surgery and wrist surgery and have to make some major adjustments in, in treatments. But in my years, I do understand and, and having 
had multiple times of clients booking and for some reason they maybe get my name mixed up and they'll come in and say, Oh, I thought, I thought it was a female literally on the spot. And Clarence. Then, and then just not, I, I don't get it. I don't know. It's not like know. your name yeah. is Jamie yeah. or Ryan or Kelly. Okay. That can, exactly. Clarence. Exactly. If in there's fact, a female Clarence out there, please call me. <laughs> in fact, my ex-wife, she used to say Claire, right? And she did that once in an email. Oh. So one of my friends said, Ixnay on the air clay. He told yeah. her like, don't ever do it. And I used to tell her that don't ever call me Claire. So that, you know what I mean? But I'm saying that's abbreviation that can kind of get mixed right. up. Okay. But no now one, I got no it. one does that. No one calls me that it was just something she did and that got nixed early in the game and so they would just come and then it's an embarrassing awkward situation mm-hmm. a lot of times you just it's just getting past that initiation part now i i've in my history i've understood some of the reasons why and typically from the results of of speaking with just clients and other individuals i do understand the three main reasons why a female wants a female rmt versus a male one may they may have been assaulted mm-hmm. um, when they were younger by a male many times even family member that was the male um so any male touching them you know including mm-hmm. when they first got with their partner it was even hard to to acclimate to that situation totally get that then there's self-esteem and that yes. one's a hard one you know oh i have cellulite i didn't i didn't mm-hmm. shave you know and if you hear you hear these different things and I and I I hear that, and then there's the bad apple that I call it. Actually, there's a fourth one to religion. I forgot about that. It's a smaller number, mm-hmm. but some people's religions, depending uh, where Muslim, you live, Masik yeah, and so forth, yeah. that the males only can go to males, yep. and the females yep. can only go to females. Yep. So there's four actually, and then the other one that I didn't mention was um, bad apple. Uh, the bad apple. Thank you. <laughs> and that was basically something did happen with someone else and it was a male RMT and that person told their friend mm-hmm. and their friend and that, and, and, and I always say, I wish I could strangle that person because they just, they set that precedence as if everyone is still all the same. And when it was, you know, so, um, that, that's what in my history has been with males. It's one thing only, it's just homophobia and that's it. Mm-hmm. Only, uh, the, it's only, and, um, with the males, it's always, in my experience, has always been once they actually do try it through a male, then they re- they get past that point. And usually, for me, because I have a high concentration of sports massage, it usually comes through injuries of, mm-hmm. of some athletes, and they'll come and then they'll refer one of their other team members. Oh, you got to go see dude; he fixed me up. And and then you'll get the referrals, and they get oh oh, this is therapeutic massage versus spa and, and so forth. That and they got to realize in their headspace. They have these concepts as well, too. So that's really, in my research, what has been the choicings from the client's point How of view. How did you get these four points? Did you just start talking to your own clients? How did you phrase these questions? The reason I'm asking mm-hmm. that is I feel like, so for example, your point number one mm-hmm. of somebody was sexually assaulted in some way. I would feel that it might be a tricky question to ask. Like, how did mm-hmm. how did you get these people to um, open up like it's, this? It's been like collected over the years, but a lot of times you'll have typically two types of clients, as you probably can attest to: those who like to be quiet and those who like to talk. The talkers are shorter, per, smaller percentage of people. But I realized there is about, in my experience, about twenty percent of the people that need to talk to actually relax. The, the silence, even though the music's playing. They're, they have monkey chatter in their mind. They call it, I call it monkey mind. They're just talking. Did I turn the stove off? Did I pay that bill? What's my daughter? Did I pick the... And they're thinking all of these. So they have to talk to kind of calm themselves down. So typically it's the talkers where the conversation comes up. Sometimes it may not be the talker, but in the process of first-time treatments, they usually sometimes ask you questions about yourself. How long have you been doing massage? This is the first time that you're tr- getting treated by you. So they want to 
have a little bit more information. Even though your bio is online or what have you, they still want to have the verbal um, you know, confirmation, if you will. Oh, I've been in business this long. I've been doing this long. You know, have you had your own practice? And usually in one of those conversations, it'll come up to you. Uh, occasionally, it's someone who you've seen it for a while and they go, hey, by the way, you know, there's a, you see more females and more male and that question alone would be asked. But normally it's something in the introduction question and so forth. Um, and they try to get a senses of what your clientele is like. And I don't know how that makes them feel more comfortable or if it's just for knowledge purposes or what mm-hmm. have you. But usually it's from one of those types of things like, you know, just wanted to know male, female, what you feel the breakdown is for yourself. And then when you explain your um, what your take is on it as RMT to myself, they go, oh, really? Wow, that's interesting. Why do, why do you find that? And I'm not too sure what happens. So some that want to know what I found out, you know, will get my answers for. Uh, and But in the earlier years, it was me gathering the information. And someone would say, hey, but I had a friend actually once and such and such happened. And and they was and they were and my other friends wouldn't go to a male because of that. But I was like, and she said she was like, why would I just put a, lump everyone in that boat? So she wasn't following suit, but she did explain that, and that was within my first year when that happened. So that was that from knowing that, oh wow, that actually happens, mm-hmm. like in in like a water cooler talk, so to speak, or what have you. Water um, cooler talk, uh, you know, or you might have uh, with the athletes and things like that. They will, you know occasionally say as well too you know how many males and females you have and i've seen and with the in the sports massage area that's where i probably would get more that want male or not there's and then advocating for the females here's one of the situations where i feel it's not fair the other way around even though i understand where it's coming from they think only all males can go deep under pressure that's not true you know granted physically you may say that the majority of which we may be built in a way where it may be perceived as such but just to assume that, that's not true. I used no, to work with a that girl that was a very, so deep, yeah. she would hurt me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And she would do it every treatment almost <laughs> for everybody. Like she was known only, only, you know, one modality, deep, 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 deep. Anyway, so that, that's also a farce, but that's the perception, you know what I mean? And, and it's it will be a perception until you, they're educated otherwise. And it's going to remain a perception if clinic owners keep just following suit. Like, yes, yes. there's this underlying the customer is always right in this industry. And I think we need to drop that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, yes, a lot of your clients might say they prefer female. But as you said, sometimes then they come see you and after one treatment, they get to know you, then they're mm-hmm. totally comfortable. And I know that Mark's been a therapist for 14 years, somehow I always forget, 15, 15 like 14, that. 15, 28, whatever. He has never had a problem maintaining a clientele and being busy. Mm-hmm. And we live in, we've lived in different areas, but uh, one of the clinics that I worked at, a large percentage of my clients were Muslim. And exactly as you mm. said, the women would all see me and their husbands would go see one of the male therapists. And he worked, what, seven minutes from where I did. And mm-hmm. you had males, females, whatever, and you were busy as hell. So I think if the clinic owners get rid of that idea, like mm-hmm. stop, you're you're making it worse by yeah. perpetuating this. Like just get rid of the idea yeah. and hire the best person for the job and they yeah. will attract their own people and build their own practice. You don't need to have all female RMTs to get clients in. And you know, in a, in a fair balanced world, that's what we would want and expect. The part that you mentioned earlier, the business side of it, that's the reason why. And I get it. You know, being a former clinic owner myself and being incorporated when I was in the IT world and stuff, I understand 
the bottom line is the numbers have to add up to be able to continue the business, right? So because of that, when they see, hey, I'm making more money by people requesting such and such versus people requesting such and such. So male versus female in this case. That's the reason why they're doing that. They're basically giving what's being asked, just like any other kind of commodity. Uh, this product is not selling. I'm going to discontinue that and I'm going to move on to this product. I, I get that. But there's the difference being it's not illegal to do the products as in you know individual mm-hmm. items and things. All I'm saying is just don't put it out there in writing. Right. Whether, whether I say it's still wrong for you to think that way and do that as a business, not the client point of view. I hope everybody out there, again, remembers this is not somebody choosing as a client if, whether they want male or female. My my discussion here is focused around it's illegal for the, the entity owner of a business to be able to advertise for that. There's a way around it. I'm not going to say it. It's very common sense, very easy, but mm-hmm. at least none's, no one's the wiser and it's not a smack in the face as far as you being blatantly illegal. And we know it happens in all industries. Like, you know that there's some people that are hired based on something that wouldn't necessarily be legal yeah. versus the best person for the job. But as you said, if it's not advertised that way, then okay. Yeah. You know, we hired this person because we hired this person. I used to work at a gym. It was an all women's gym. I eventually became the manager of that gym. But at the time I was working there as a personal trainer and uh, they hired a male personal trainer. Well, let me tell you, the women went crazy. The members went crazy and they were yelling at us, the staff, they were yelling at the manager. They were furious. And the owner simply said, I cannot discriminate based on Mm -hmm. gender. Like this guy's a trainer. You don't have to hire him to be your trainer. He's not going in the change rooms, but he has a right to be here and he has a right to work here and we're going to keep him. Mm. Uh, But yeah, the members went nuts over that because they, their argument was this is an all women's club. Why should any men be in here? You know what? Like that's, (laughs) again, this goes back to, I think the women, those women are forgetting the struggle over the years to get to the point of equality and knowing that basically if you thought it was wrong back then to, to react that way, that they mainly males towards you as a female, then why don't you now feel like the way you're doing is the same thing? That's what I was telling Mark in our phone conversation. It was just like, you know, it's that's the part that's really kind of shocking. It's like, do you know what it took to get to this point? And then to take that position and you feel no way about it, you know, like just, you know, uh, I'm just going to say this and, and and not feel that in some way you're being discriminatory at, at in, in any degree. That's It's just kind of flabbergasting. Or do they care that they're being discriminatory? Maybe not. Well, and that's why I asked at the beginning, do you think that they don't care or do you think that they don't even consider it? Like that they don't understand. Well, I, I was even just talking about the, the, yeah. the women's club thing. Oh, the women's club. I don't I think mean, they cared. I don't think they do either. I mean, it's like I we, we fought through the trenches to get this equality and to be able to be in this position that we're at and now we're going to own this completely. I think that's the mentality of that. Yeah, and in that case of the women's club, again, because religion is the one thing that like, you know, was very, very open and apparent yeah. In that particular area, again, there was a lot of Muslim women and they came to me, a lot of my clients, and they said, it's not about him being in the change room or me hiring him. It's that I don't feel comfortable working out in front of a man. And also, I am not supposed to be exposing my hair to any Mm. men other than my spouse. And I was like, I understand that. But again, like, I don't know what to tell you. We can't, we can't fire this guy because you guys don't want a, a dude walking around like, that situation there, I, I would ask them as well at that point and say, if you were, 
if you were going for a job interview and someone didn't hire you based on your your apparel that you were wearing, which was obviously a religious thing, whether they understood which sect that was or not, discriminated against you for that reason, how would you feel? You turn the tables immediately at that moment. So mm-hmm. then so then that energy of what they're feeling can be switch the other way and realize, whoa, like they're looking at themselves in the mirror. Isn't this a big issue in Quebec with government workers or anyone that works in certain public positions? Oh, is because Quebec is one of the places, or I think the only place in Canada that actually like, I think passed that uh, law. I, I, I wish I knew it more. I, yeah, I, I don't know. So where you probably, can't, you can't wear, you can't wear your religious, your religious attire, attire religious um, symbols. in certain, yeah, in certain positions like yeah. uh, police officers and et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not part of the uniform, so you can't wear it. Like even a cross yeah. on your neck. Yeah. You know, there was one, one lady, uh, LMT that was in that group that the, the business owner in the States has. And this lady owns a business, by the way, that, that handles many large scale events. So I did the WWE SmackDown. Yeah. Why don't you, why don't you give the background to this? Cause we were talking about this off mic. So basically I saw you, you're posting about the podcast for the, um, two Masara services and a, and a mic. It was a week after I was having this heated discussion with this business owner in the States who, uh, basically looks for, um, practitioners or RMTs to, to do these events, whether it's chair massage or bringing your table. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty cool events. And that's why I like doing it every now and then because it helps break up the monotony and it's it's kind of exciting and fun. So they're usually like concerts or sporting events. Uh, the other day, she they contacted about doing the Jonas Brothers concert and mm-hmm. I wasn't available. So cool, cool gigs, I call them, right? Yep. But this one, t- I, I said, okay, uh, she wants to be able to post in my group my Facebook group and there's over 700 RMTs in the group. And she, she basically puts the feelers out and wants to post on the, on the, on the group. And I said, okay, I just want to have first dibs on if the timing works for my schedule, can I get that you know gig? And in this one particular time that I said that she said, oh, they're only looking for a female RMT. And I said, well, you're a business owner and you're a massage therapist, a licensed massage therapist in the States. Don't you know that's illegal to, 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 to look for that and say that mm-hmm. you, know, you can't advertise for it and you can't verbalize it so we got we were going back and forth upon it and finally she just admitted that i'm just going to do what my client asked i said so you're going to break you're saying you're going to break the law just because of this that and the other and Can i ask a question before you finish mm-hmm. the story then so in that particular case yep. she's the coordinator hiring massage therapists for events okay, okay. Uh-huh. so the event that's the client the client in this case was requesting all females and she was relaying that information. Yeah. Is she breaking the law? Yes and no. So so she can do what they're asking, just not breaking the law and how she goes about it. And again, this goes back to, I don't want to give the easy way around this, but it's still illegal for her to verbalize it or to put it in writing. Because So is she, she the st- person hiring the therapist yes. or is the client hiring the therapist? She's the business hiring the therapist okay. as a contractor. Okay. And even still, she's the one doing the advertising for No, her. I understand. I was just trying to make sure because again, she could possibly use the defense like I'm not advertising saying I'm only hiring female RMTs. I'm putting out uh, offers based on what my client. Well, that's asking. what I mean. I think I think we have to look at what the ad says. Is the ad mm-hmm. saying I have a client who's requesting a female RMT for whatever, whatever, right. whatever, mm-hmm. or yeah. we are looking to hire a female RMT? Right. I think there's a big yeah, difference there's there. A lot of difference in the again. Wording. I don't want it to get twisted at all. As far as me understanding the business reasoning behind, yeah, it. yeah, yeah, I get it from many different aspects. It's. When you then take that next step and how you go about it, that's where the problem is. So if I had a business and I was in her shoes the same way and someone asked for it and I knew I couldn't break the law by doing this, this, and this to get what they want, 
then I simply just do it the other way around. I, I just feel the resume and I look and that's it. And I don't put, but I don't ask for it. I don't live it at anything. I just filter through what's coming through resume wise and that's it. I can't change their mind for who they wanted to choose uh, to me to provide to them. But I do know I can't also can't break the law and advertise that way as well too or mm-hmm. even verbalize that way. That's that's where I was, tr- was trying to say for me, I, I get it. I know that yeah, you're answering a call, but it's how you're going about that. And it's, and it's the simple way around it. That's what is really aggravating. You're upset with the, just the blatant disregard yeah, for, exactly. for, exactly. what's, for what's right, exactly. for what's correct. Absolutely. You want to advertise looking yeah. for a massage yeah. therapist and, and only pull out female yeah. resumes and only call those back yeah. for your interviews, then yeah. fine. Go ahead, do that. Conduct your business that yeah. way, but at least conduct it within the confines within, of exactly, the law. the parameters, right? Yep. You know, it wasn't about a year ago. I mean, my whole life, it wasn't until a year ago that I found out that, you know what GOLF stands for? The acronym GOLF? G-O-L-F? Yeah. No, tell me. It blew my mind. It stands for Gentlemen Only, Ladies Forbidden. Is that what? mind-boggling? I'm going to Google shit. You're going to Google that? Is that mind-boggling? <laughs> like, it blew my mind. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Let me get this straight. So, so granted, they've gotten past that where women are playing golf. Oh, and sure. Are great and at golf, lots but how of come no one, like, raised stink about changing the name? That shocked the hell out of me. I mean, they're trying to get the Redskins to change their, 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 their you know, oh, the, the native, right? And that's I'm, a I'm whole na- other native. Moment. I'm just saying, you yeah. know, and I understand that, right? You know, my, my, my grandmother was part Cherokee. You know, but here's something that it's, that's what it actually means. And they have, they didn't even, you know, kind of protest to get that even changed. Can I tell you something else that might blow your mind? Yeah. Because I I forgot about this until this discussion came up. I uh, used to rent space at a clinic and they would only rent space to females. And that was, that was open. Like, I'm pretty sure I responded to a job ad saying female therapist wanted, but yeah, they weren't hiring. It was just, they're renting out a room. That's not the mind blowing part. After working there for a while, uh, the owner and I became pretty close and uh, she was looking to bring on somebody else. And I can't remember if it was RMT, physio or whatever she was looking for. And um, she was pulling out resumes based on the people's names. She wasn't reading the resumes. If the name <laughs> if the name was not easy to pronounce, she assumed that English was their second language and she wasn't even reading wow. the resumes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Chew know, on that. <laughs> I don't know what her reasoning was for that. Um, I, I can tell you a sidebar story that uh, as far as, you know, being foreign in the, in the country and, and, taking a course like this that's heavily medically intensive. Uh, I was shocked when I first when I got into it. I was like, whoa, I didn't know it was that medically intense. Mm. Even doing the research, it's different doing the research and actually taking the courses. And I was like, whoa, there's a lot of shit here to learn and remember. And I, I, <laughs> and I was going to school as a mature student too at the age of 40. And I was like, whoa, like, you know, because I went to university way years ago for IT. And I was like, you get out of a different mindset. Now you're back into the studies things. So I was teaching uh, as an instructor at Trillium College. And one of the students had a really, really heavy accent, really hard to hear what he was saying in English. And uh, I think it was from Malaysia, Singapore, or Thailand, one of, one of Southeast Asian countries. You know, one time we were, was, had to do set up for... Um, to do uh, practical, so it was bring bring your sheets in and and from the you know we're gonna do some hands on. And so he was sitting there and he said, "I, f- oh man, I forgot my shits." Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I said, "What?" He said, "I forgot my shits." And everybody in the class was like howling, laughing, and I'm like, "I still didn't get it yet." And then, because they were all laughing, and he started laughing, I was like, "Oh, he meant sheets." You know? <laughs> but that brings up a point because during that same year, 
is when the CMTO or or either the year before, but right around that time, they have a new uh, process now where you have to take this English test. Yeah, you end. have to be a certain yeah. a certain level smart. of I, ESL. That's not new, actually. They've always had a language proficiency in there, it's, but it's mandatory it's, now. It's fairly new for the colleges yeah. to have to to even accept someone into the program. Um, you're was, talking schools, yes, not the governing schools, body. Not governing body. What I'm saying yeah. is the governing body has had yes, that for the, the longest time. Yes, the governing body always had it, and then it became a problem yeah. because schools were allowing students to come in who didn't meet that minimum requirement and didn't have the English profici- proficiency, yeah. and yeah. then they were failing their licensing yeah. exam. Well, some, and some, I think that's so wrong. Some they people get their money, they took the course, they, they get, yeah. and then they can't pass and they can't become an RMT. Oh, I'm going to tell you a whole bunch of stories then. So there's there are people that I know who have gone through school, didn't have any proof of language proficiency, Efficiency, passed school, went, did their licensing exam, passed their licensing exam, were refused registration. They had to be brought in for a meeting because they got flagged in their board exams for potential problems with language. They went through that whole process yeah. and passed their licensing exam and refused registration until they had a meeting with the CMTO. Wow. That's fucked I, up. I thought now that, that, that I, I'm not sure exactly how they've how they would fl- flag or filter everyone because they, uh, now they that put it's it on, mandatory. Now they put it on now. the schools. Well, okay. exactly. So, so what you're saying is right because at the time that you would have been going through school, I yeah. was working at a private college. Yeah. So it probably all matches up. And we did eventually have to start giving yes. an English For test. these yeah. reasons. For the, these reasons. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the CMTO yeah. would say, hey guys, yeah. like these people don't have proficiency yeah, yeah. in English. You you got to do this. I, I was shocked that the school, it was surprising that they knew they coming in that they were th- that had that much of a barrier with the language because schools and so don't I, care. I looked at these two students and I was like, they're struggling, hard struggling without the language part. You know, just you know, um, just averages of of scores. So one of them, I told him, I said, listen, I don't want you to be upset. And he was halfway through the program, and when I found out about this thing um, before that, I didn't know about the 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 um, comprehension language comprehension test so i said you need to take this test first because otherwise you're going to go through school and you may fail this test and i really think you may have some difficulties with this so i'm helping you save some money if if you do have a complication with it and uh, so i was doing that with a few students but I was almost feeling like I wasn't being supported from higher ups within. Because schools that don't thing. care, man. I'll give you another example with international students. I know a dude who went to a private career college, was told no problem to get a work visa when you're done school and everything else. Not the case, right? When he found all this shit out, he didn't go to the school. He went straight to the ministry yeah. to the point where the ministry went into that school. And now that school is no longer allowed to take international students. Wow. All in the name of money. Yep. And that's the problem, as you said. At least that's how the story goes. You know the underlying issue of why these ads are doing something so illegal. What is very frustrating, though, is that it's so open and people are doing it blatantly out in the open. They're not trying to hide it because they think nobody's going to do anything about it. Well, maybe something should be done about it then because you're right. You can't post a job ad saying females only. That is absolutely not okay. So when it comes down to the Ontario Human Rights Commission, when it comes down to job postings, advertising for jobs, you want to read that? You sent it to me, but my phone was doing crazy things. You got a better reading voice than me. Oh boy. (laughs) Let me find it. Go to... 
section A that says make sure your job adds. Section A, make sure that your job ads and postings comply with the code. Job ads and postings should not contain statements, qualifications, or references that relate either directly or indirectly to race, ancestry, place of origin, color, ethnic origin, citizenship, creed, sex, sexual orientation, record of offenses, age, marital status, family status, or disability. That's pretty clear. And that's pretty much the same mimic between Canada and the U.S. Mm-hmm. verbatim. And and most people who have businesses, getting back to your earlier question, they know generally most of it. They might not know all of the ones in that all of the bullet points, yeah. but they usually know religion and sex and color, race. Mm. Usually those three they know. Yeah, like can you imagine a job ad looking for black therapists only? You like know, exactly that would never fucking exactly. happen or somebody coming in and again being from the states this used to happen and it's how somebody comes in and like oh you know you're black or I, I sorry i got it. that's that's the equivalent of how that feels you know what i mean to yeah. have someone just say that basically Did that happen so you're to here you? for therapy or not like am i, am I confused you know what i mean uh another thing i used to say as a as a as a sidebar kind of a joke is if you were blindfolded and you didn't know let's say you were blindfolded and you 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 said i wanted a female and in your head you thought it was female and we switched Hmm. you wouldn't know the difference like i'm I'm, generally most people wouldn't and vice versa even if you didn't know you were going to get it and you just were blindfolded and again again it would still be hard for you to be able to know but i get from the point of view of a comfortability point of view back to the, the main points that you know, the females have issues with it. Once you see that, know that that can drag up, you know, the past memories Absolutely. or whatever the case may be. And, I get and that. I respect can, that. Yeah, they can choose. They can choose. But, but the, the clinic owners yeah, exactly. should just, if they're hiring a therapist, they should just put out a job ad for a therapist. Exactly. If they really know that their clientele doesn't want to see a male, fine. The other thing, though, is I think a lot of people have these ideas that are actually not founded in anything They, you know, maybe answered two calls of somebody saying female only, or maybe they have their own bias, you know, that mm-hmm. they feel that they are more comfortable with a female. Because as I said, I know many male mythos, mythos, I speak, <laughs> I speak well, I know many male massage therapists who are busy as shit and have not had an issue. And I ask them, do you ever encounter that problem of, oh, no, I want a female only. And the percentage that most of them report back to me is actually quite small. Yeah. There are a few male therapists that I know that say that that's why they don't make any money. Bullshit. And you know, it's woe is me and whatever. But again, I, I have to say some of that is probably their own mindset and their own discomfort and their own feeling of like, oh, you know, this person's not going to want to see me because I'm a male and they make it weird. They're probably so awkward because they think nobody wants or to see Or they're just that. pushing the blame onto somebody else for their lack of success. Yeah. You yeah, can still exactly. be successful to answer your question regardless of the where you sit in the spectrum of the gender in this business. But factually, statistically, there is a, a disparity with fem- some females saying they only want males and some males saying they... I'm sorry, with some females saying they only want females and some males saying they only want fem- females. That on its own, if it, if it happens once... You just know that there's there's that one percent disparity. Well, we know it doesn't happen once. It happens more than once, but not to the point that you can't make an income. Of exactly. Course not. It's no. just you just you. For me, in the beginning, when I realized that, what can I do? So I realized I have to make myself more marketable. So I started taking tons of different courses and add-ons and 
you know, even went to Thailand to learn Thai massage and, and things. So I, you offer more services that makes yourself a little bit more widely And you uh, have a marketable. shirt with your name on it so everybody yeah, yeah. knows I that you gym. are the RMT. I thought of- Did you take Thai massage from someone named Cookie? That's all I want to know. No, <laughs> what's going on with that? We know. We had another uh, therapist on here. He's actually speaking at our free education night yeah. in a couple of weeks. And he did Thai massage in Thailand. And yeah. one of his instructors was named Cookie. And he said, if you meet anyone who has taken courses in Thailand and you mention that name, like they will know Cookie. <laughs> well, I guess it depends if he's it saying depends like, on there's the school, only one yeah. school. Yeah, yes. yeah, no, it depends on the school. However, Thailand, they only certify very few schools, in other words. So mm. when I went there at the time, is my understanding, there were two or three schools that were sanctioned by the government. Right. So, so um, that makes a huge difference. But with Thailand, the funny thing was, you know, I said, let me go over there to learn. It was three weeks, the course, every day. Um, I was there for five weeks. Three weeks was the course. And here, the longest Thai course was like four days, right? And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. what am I missing here? Um, so I said, you know what? Let me go over there. It'll be a business trip. I could write it off, get a great experience, learn from the masters, be in the, the energy of the country where it was originated, come back, submit my paperwork, because it was ironically like a month before we had to submit our CEUs mm-hmm. for the three-year cycle or whatever. And I knew it would be more than enough. I didn't need anything else other than this one course, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I uh, submitted it, got rejected a week later. And I was like, <laughs> wait, 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 let me get straight. So I went back and I said, I know I'm not going crazy. I went back to the item of things that are in scope for us to take. Yep. Sure enough, time massage is on there. So I contacted him. I, I challenged it. And I said, I, I, I want to challenge this. Like, Thai massages on the things that are in scope for us. I wouldn't have taken it had it not been, and I was almost sure it was, but I did double check. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Except for you took it at a, at a school that was outside North America. It has to be in the U.S. or Canada. It has to be in North America. So let me get this straight. <laughs> I went to the motherland. The, the cor- exactly. So <laughs> course is was four days here, three weeks in Thailand. And the course that's four days here gets its teachings from the course from Thailand. And you're saying that this is the one that you're going to certify just because it's taught on this soil in North America versus this intensive course that's way more intense. And uh, within a week, I got a response back saying, um, we reviewed your, your rebuttal and uh, we agree. Yeah. And gave me 45 credit. You only need 30, only need right? Gave me 45 for it. And so anyone oh, who came after me didn't have a problem with taking it out. I even, I even feel America. like sometimes they used to reject courses that you've taken just by the course title yeah because i've done this when i've taken say fitness courses but they weren't fitness courses they were at a fitness conference but they were business courses so i would put it under business acumen and they would reject it right away just based on the title alone and then you have to go try to fucking fight it i'm just really glad though that when you uh, appealed it that they eventually agreed with you because talk about discrimination at its finest we're not going to give you any credit for taking a three-week intensive course in time massage in Thailand yeah. because <laughs> yeah. it was in Thailand. Yeah. Like yeah. it told uh, wow. me they didn't they didn't look at the curriculum at all. They no. just saw they just where look it was at the title. taught and they go, Oh no, we, yep. we can't trust anything from like excuse me. <laughs> and when they looked at the material, they were like, Whoa, this is this is pretty, pretty intense. Um, okay, this is how much we'll give you for it. But it was just surprising, like you said, the first in, immediate like, nope, sorry, it's not mm. like no, if it's in scope, like it should, you know, and I feel that's why I also feel bad for some other uh students that come 
internationally here and they can't practice they got to go to school again yep. um you know there's rmt from uh russia for eight years and he, had, he was in my class taking a course all, all over again you know um but that's the way it is in the medical too there's that's the way like, it is for you, yeah you, a lot of doctors careers. in other countries like my 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 daughter's midwife was a pediatrician in mm -hmm. afghanistan her husband was a neurosurgeon and 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 he's a insurance salesman here and they said they would do it all over again give all of the medical up just have a better way of life but uh yeah they both can't be doctors here unless they go back to school again but mm -hmm. you know i know there's a little side um, thing there but yeah I, mean, I, I appreciate to be able to just to discuss this i hope we could get some feedback i do have a question though. though i do have a question about this though because when you approached whoever i can't remember what organization the labor board? yeah and they said you need to set up a class action lawsuit I don't even understand how that would work because you would have to gather as many people that have been harmed by these job ads. And how would you even be able to prove that people have been harmed by these job yeah, ads? Yeah, and who are we going after? Are we going after the individual clinic owners? Like who are That's we what you'd end up having to do. You'd have to have a whole bunch of people that say like, hey, I've applied to this and they've rejected it because yeah. of my sex and therefore it's costing me potential yeah. income. Like I just don't even understand how that would work because mm -hmm. you can't prove that you've been harmed exactly. by now, I don't know if that's actually the real case. This is why we're saying a legal um, um, yeah, I know. feedback we're just would probably <laughs> make, make more sense to get their feedback in it. It may have been that the Federation of Labor Board was kind of brushing it to the side and say, go to the legal. Yeah. Look at this from a legal point of view. We can do some things, but we don't want to waste the resources. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Like yep. They may have ways where they can look into, okay, if a company is not following the Federation of Labor Board laws, but I think their first step is to say, See if you can make this a class action mm. suit and hang it, and possibly. But there's enough proof in, in, in actual ads that I don't think you really need to go around to all the RMTs or get enough male RMTs to sign a petition or anything. You just gather that data and then you're making a class action lawsuit against all of these facilities as a whole, mm. right? But, but again, I know, at least on the state side, it has to be money involved. So the mom and pop type of clinics won't really make much sense to them because they have limited insurance coverage. Exactly. Places like LifeMark and big places like and that. And those places aren't but doing those that. Those are the places that You'll usually cross their happen. T's and dot their I's. Yeah. Right? Talk about, um, we don't have to like call out the name of the place, but off mic, you were telling me about a place that you actually applied to and they told you via email, sorry, we're only looking for a female. Talk about that interaction. Yeah, there was... Uh, um, it's happened actually a couple of times. Well, this one in, uh, place in particular, um, not mentioning the name, but contacted them um, based on the job posting. And I got a response back saying, um, sorry, we're only looking for female RMTs. And this was more um, recent within the last year. And so I contacted, I replied back saying, thanks for your reply. However, you do know that's illegal. Um, to do so, to state it and to actually do that based on gender. Then I get a reply back and I could tell by the reply that it wasn't, it was a receptionist that was initially replying to me and then the business owner, uh, clinic owner uh, replied back after that apologizing, saying that's not their belief system. They apologized. The person was new at the position. They didn't know um, that they, they can't mention this, that, or the other thing. Throwing so, their receptionist uh, under the bus. Cleaning up the process, if you will. But I've had it happen before from a male uh, a clinic owner uh, in Mississauga. Uh, this is back in 2009, eight or nine. And, um, and he said the same thing. And I was like, 
what, you you can't tell me that you can't you can't he goes i know this is a tough thing and i i understood exactly what he was saying i was like i don't want to hear it this is why i That's feel the problem that this I'm is saying. why i like, feel don't... there's a lot of these small clinic owners yeah. that actually don't know like i know people that he own said clinics he knew, though when i questioned him on it though i said he goes i know but I'm just telling you that it might be hard for you to to build up your clientele. That's what he was trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I I know all this, just don't. But just you can't say the the the, the a very part. simple. Like, you know what? We're gonna go in another direction. Yeah. Well, he hired me based on that, but saying like he says, I'll hire you, but I was only looking for a female, and but I guess he wasn't getting a lot of bites, and he just needed mm-hmm. to fill the room at this point because he had a bunch of rooms and yeah. he did have other people working there. I think he just was like, I'll take a chance. However. And I'm like, I know, I know what I'm in store for uh, as far as building up clientele from scratch, but you know, saying things like I only was looking for a female or whatever, like I, that doesn't help me at all. Like, just keep that to yourself and and leave it as it is. You know. I wonder if there is a difference because if you're hiring an independent contractor versus looking for an employee. I mean, I don't feel like there should be a difference, but maybe there is. Maybe there is some gray area that we don't know about because. <laughs> None of us went to law school, but <laughs> well, I do. But it, I, but it I'm going back to what I said, illegal. though. I, I I really think that there's a lot of small business owners that actually don't know. Like I know a handful of yeah. people that own clinics, yeah. and I'm pretty sure they wouldn't know. They would yeah. very innocently be like, "Hey, I'm really just looking for a female therapist. And I'm just yeah. going to put out an ad. I'm looking for a female yeah, therapist, yeah, yeah. not knowing that and what some, they're doing. Some do, some don't know yeah. for sure. But then there's true. definitely people that yeah. just don't fucking there's care. Some that that don't know and you know need to be educated, which sure. is good. Which we just did. Which is yeah. which I think just had a purpose i have one more question that's strictly opinion so i mean anyone listening take none of this seriously i just want these two to give their opinion on this this new generation coming up do you think that the men and women in the younger generation have these same biases about i want female only as the older generation i'm talking like me and upward Mm. We're old. We're old. And that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot I'm of, older than a you. Lot of, I can't even answer. A lot of us older people, I think our generations have these sorts of thoughts. You know, we grew up when it was still okay the yes. to make a jokes and what, you know what I mean? Yes. Like I'll tell you we why. grew up in a different type of place. Whereas I feel like the younger generation coming up, they're they're more open to you know what? gender okay. equality and Hold fluidity on. and you know, I, I don't know. Are, are they gonna be as bad? If you're talking big metropolitan city millennials fine i give you that and most of canada in most of the united states is not big metropolitan city so you think they're just going to go along with what their parents and grandparents listen what their biases are if you live in a big metropolitan city and you're around a bunch of different things and you and you are around this different way of looking at the world and being in the world and acting in the world this is your new world yeah when you live in water down two hours outside of water down (laughs) It's a different ball game. Yeah, Yeah. I just wanted your opinion. I think, uh, I Uh, think, to some degree, it. it, I think if you look at the overall percentages, I think it would be less of the millenniums. Yeah, millennials, but there will still be like. I mean, religion is still religion for those. Well, yeah, there's always going to be some people. But yes, I think overall it's it's lesser, if you will, than the older um, generation for sure. The reason I'm asking is because of your four categories of people who only want to see female therapists versus male therapists. I have no evidence to back this up, but I feel a large majority of them when it comes to the females is about um, self-consciousness and self-esteem. I really do feel a large majority just don't want to 
disrobe in front of another male. They're they might even be no, uncomfortable. Does, no one does that, right? No one actually disrobes in front. No, of No, I understand. I, yeah, I mean more about being, being, yeah, being yeah, naked yeah. and vulnerable yeah, on the yeah. table. Yes, you're covered by a sheet, but yeah. that's it. I think that's a large majority. And when it comes to males, as you said, it's homophobia. So the younger generation, I feel like we're more about body positivity, and uh, females feel more liberated and free, and you know, fuck what people think, and I yeah. don't care. Maybe they'll be more open to seeing it's, either male or female and men the millennials possibly because of their upbringing i feel like might be less you know homophobic. i still don't buy this man i think i think if we go to a high school in fucking Lindsay, ontario you're gonna have a much different response than going Why are you to calling out Lindsay. Oh, okay <laughs> peterborough <laughs> okay somewhere else i i just think you'll have a much different response than being in a, in a large metropolitan city yeah it yeah, might have the to do numbers with maybe there, there'll be difference in the I, I think you'll still see incidences happening but the numbers won't be the same also i think overall when I look at at my practice over the years at the different places I've been at yes there are more males getting massage treatments at a, on a whole than than years ago right and so even that's changing in itself how many of them still want male or female it's you know debatable or whatever but there are more males getting massage therapy I'm one of those who was guilty of not getting massage before when I used to be in the corporate world I didn't use massage benefits at all I didn't really realize that I didn't know there was a therapeutic side. I thought it was all spa and relaxer. My my ex wife she used to say, "We can get a massage." I'm like, no, no, you go ahead. I'm kicking myself in the behind. <laughs> like all that benefits go to waste like that. And now um, that you're self employed you know, and, and exactly, no benefits. You know? <laughs> um, again, I can. I, I'll tell you a funny story about the male and female. Part of this is a karmic thing that I believe for me. I had to learn a lesson too between wanting a male and female. Prior to being educated and understanding everything about massage therapy and being in the business, schooling or whatever, this my ex-wife was pregnant with my son. So she was maybe like four months pregnant or three months, maybe it was kind of hard to tell, I guess. So we were in the Bahamas and friends of ours gave us good advice and said, this is the best advice I could give any time you go on vacation. As soon as you get to where you're going, drop everything and get a massage. First thing. Mm. Never heard that before. We we're like, okay, we were at Atlantis. We said, oh, let's let's go, you know, famous Atlantis and go yeah, yeah, get yeah. massages or whatever. Go down there, get a massage, and was, there's two males in there. So she goes to get a massage, and I look and I go, uh, I'll, I said, I'll wait till we get back to the room. Right? <laughs> so this, is, this is why I'm saying this is a karmic. Thing that I'm learning to appreciate, but I think I needed to go. I need. I think it was good that I went through that because I could identify to understand that and kind of help some of the males get past this this point. So, so anyway, she's getting her treatment and everything, and we and I we get back to the the, the, the condo we had, and we were backed onto a beach, and so I said, I'm looking in the local papers for a female therapist. And so she's like, all right, she's walking around the house, you know, and taking mm-hmm. her time. I realize she's stalling. She wants to see who's coming, right? Obviously, this is not an establishment. This is mobile service. You don't know. How, the rules are different and what have you, right? So the do- doorbell rings. This puts it everything into perspective. She goes, the doorbell rings, the door opens, and it, my wife walks out and goes, bye, and just leaves. This lady was like Helga from, from <laughs> Russia. Like, I, I, oh, like the Aunt Bunny mustache. I was in tears. She was killing me with the pain. Oh, it was brutal. And and you know, she laughed the whole time. She was like, that's what you get. The guy at Atlantis probably would be a lot more soft on you, whatever. Even though you may look at my body to you figure I could take a lot of tea. I really can't take a lot of deep tissue. I'm like one of those wusses that are like medium, mm. not light, medium, but not, I can't take a lot of really deep. 
So I thought he was going to kill me, the guy at the hotel. I was like, nah, I, I'll, I'll get the female there. And meanwhile, the lesson I learned was that I was in more pain through Helga treating me. Was her name actually Helga? No, no. I, I really wish remember. it was. Is, I can't even remember. Is that why where you looked at that guy and you said, man, I don't want deep pressure? Or did you look at that guy and said, I don't want no dude touching it, my legs? It, it, it probably, it may have been part of that too. I just know for me, I, I, I knew how, I didn't get massages to begin with a lot too. But I know I'm a wuss for pain, right? Part of me was like, I don't want to be telling this guy that, like, that's too much. Ah, okay, you know what I mean? okay. You don't I didn't even think of that from that angle. In front of another guy, macho. Like, it's the macho thing, yeah, right? Yeah. Superman. And yeah. and I was like, I didn't know if he was going to be too deep or not. But I didn't want to be able to say like, oh, that's too much. And then he'd be like, and he'll look at me, you're yeah, a dude. What do you mean that's too yeah, much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So your wife can take it. What's wrong with you, dude? Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> and that was like 15 years before getting into massage therapy, and. And, you know, full circle, you know, you know, here I am. And so it is what it is. It's a part of the business. Some places more than others, rural neighborhoods, probably less. Uh, when I was in Manatic, uh, outside of Ottawa, uh, one time it happened in the two years I worked at that place. One time that I know of. It happens unbeknownst to us too. There's oh, people yeah. that actually do have that feeling and you won't know because they can tell, okay, Jim is a man, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, Jim's name is a man or they look at your bio or what have you. But this person in particular was a nurse a male nurse that worked at a, a, a retirement facility across the street. The receptionist told me she remembered him calling in on Saturday and she told him, Clarence or whatever, yeah, he's available, made the booking. He comes in now that Monday. I'm, now I come into the clinic. I hear him talking to her and he's like, no, I didn't know it was a male. She's, and she's like, I told him. He definitely knows. Plus he's a nurse. A male nurse he's a nurse. wouldn't see a male massage That's, therapist. I couldn't get it. And I'm thinking like, like okay. Male nurses... I I'd probably, again, not so much now, but male nurses must have gone through so much discrimination and so much shit as I well, know. because you're you're really getting up close and personal with your patients if you're yeah. a nurse. I so. was shocked. I really was. And yeah, that's shocking. That made me think of another girl, uh, RMT, that I worked with in Ottawa, and she's, she gets offended every time she hears somebody ask for a male. Like, she gets pissed, because she's saying... How little, this is the way she says, how little do you think of me? What do you have in your mind that you're thinking about me that you want me to treat you? Like, she, you know what I'm saying? Like, you understand mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, and she takes offense to it from that way. And may not be that everybody may be thinking something like that, but that's how she takes it. It's like, what, what do you, how little do you think of me? Or what do you plan on taking advantage of me that you want me to teach you that for her, uh, uh, her male therapist that say they want a female, not a male. And she goes, I get pissed off every time a male says that. I'm like, what do you, what do you, what do you think is going to be different in the treatment that I'm going to give you than he's going to give you, you know? So I, I, I applaud mm. her for, you know, taking offense to it like that. But I think she's like taking it to a whole different yeah, level. Yeah, she might be taking it too far because as you said, there are certain clients that have valid reasons yeah. for not being comfortable. And there's no point in getting a treatment if you're going to be uncomfortable. No, she said only the but males. What's though. what's only what's not a like is just my preference not a valid reason. Anything is va- if you're the client, you can have whatever you want. You can, but when yeah. I'm saying valid, okay, maybe that's the wrong word. It's very real and like for example, let's take someone yes, who's like yeah, a survivor I totally trauma, understand. right? Yeah. Like yeah. you know, if that's going to make them uncomfortable or bring back memories or bring shit up that they don't want to have to deal with, fine, totally understandable. If it's a dude that's homophobic, you know what? We're not going to change that dude with one massage 
massage, so fine. Go see your female what therapist. What is the homophobic dude thinking? Is the homophobic dude worried? Like, uh, What's the homophobic dude worried I about? I think there's two things. One is, I know that it's been done in sitcoms and movies many times, that the dudes are afraid they're going to get aroused by the dude. Yeah. And that's, oh, that's like, a huge like George from Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. It moved. It moved. Yeah, I, I listened to The Breakfast Club in the mornings. It, the, it's a New York City radio station that's syndicated yeah. across North America. So they're pretty popular. So DJ Envy, who's well-known in the entertainment, he was saying that he went to get a couple's massage with his wife. Mm -hmm. Both of them were getting treated, but they were being taught as well the technique. So yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. Hey, this is what you could do at home. And he didn't know before time to check, and it was both male male therapists. And he said he was getting... When he, the whole time he was sitting there saying, I better not get, better not get excited. I better, <laughs> not get better not get aroused. Like he was kept saying it to his own mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think that that so that's the, that's the fear. Like, that's a fear. You, that what you said, That two was things. one. And two, I never really considered this before because I always assumed it was that reason. But um, I had a massage therapy instructor when I was in school who was gay and said that because he was gay, he would have people who didn't want to see him because they would think that he was going to like hit on them or take advantage of them or whatever yeah and really he's like you know you think that's why i come to work like <laughs> you, there is believe it or not i i, I understand weird. that there are a, a big percentage of those males that don't want to come out because they think if you're in this industry and you're a male uh, you, you must be gay. gay yeah you know and that so this this instructor of mine was openly gay but a lot of people have this thought process of so, what if this man therapist yeah. is gay? Yeah. So you're saying then the patient or the client is way too sexy and irresistible that <laughs> that their gay massage therapist can't help themselves? That's pretty. I, I that's, a pretty that's, that's a pretty narcissistic thought. It, 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 it can be. It, I think the males they look at it as a spa industry, not a therapeutic, you know, medical side of it. Yeah. And they feel like they're just like esthetician, they feel that it's a, a position. Well, that's when you only look at females. how massages portrayed on tv with like the oil and the candles yeah, yeah. and the you know it's this whole ambiance whereas if you walk into a lot of rmt's clinic rooms mine included it's none of that yeah. right it is therapeutic it's clinical it, there's nothing sensual about it yeah. but I, I, that's you know, what people are thinking i could tell you right now <laughs> I, i've learned early on that that was one of the higher percentage numbers with the male so when i did get a mail that was new as a client. And talk it's just, about just, just me. I talk <laughs> about my kids. I talked about, you know, why we talk about sports. They, it gives them a comfortable feeling. And and, not, <laughs> and that's not against anyone else's preference as far as their uh, uh, sexual choices or what have you. Me as myself and you make making you comfortable, which is my job as a therapist. That's what I found was breaking the barrier. Either, mm. uh, uh, far as, and you can just see the attention just kind yeah. of drop even yeah, after that get point. On, Let's right? talk about cars and hunting. You know? <laughs> Well, okay. So don't you remember my story? It, it kind of goes along with this. Uh, I never had this happen to me before, but this was more recent, probably within the last five years. There was a woman that was coming to see me fairly regularly because she had a pretty significant um, injury in her shoulder. So I was seeing her twice a week. And on her third visit, um, she, she seemed a little off that day. And anyway, she had told me her partner had dropped her off for the appointment and because her partner wanted to get a look at me. So this was a lesbian woman uh -huh. and her partner thought that because she was coming so frequently and uh -huh. I was the one that, you know, set up the treatment plan. She had basically said to her, why does this RMT need to see you so much? What what interest does she have in you? And actually her partner 
was jealous of me or whatever thought that I was like hitting on her yeah, yeah, yeah. her spouse yeah. and so at that point then I felt the need to say like well a I'm actually not gay and b I'm married and have children like this is not yeah, yeah, a concern yeah. But and then see, <laughs> we're registered. I always yeah. throw that in there. I always tell them because I have to say we have to put ourselves distinctly different from the CD massage parlors, right? Because there is an industry that's out there that's like that. Well, exactly. And a lot of people blur the lines. So the other thing, as I usually tell them, people, I said, you know, we're registered, right? Like <laughs> doctors and nurses. Point being like you're here for a purpose or you're here for the gender thing. You know mm. what I mean? Well, that's the thing is like if people really thought about it for a second, am I am I about to risk my license to hit on somebody on my table? Yeah. Like, absolutely yeah. not. You know what, though? There's people that do. There are people that do. That's absolutely right. But again, this woman coming to a massage clinic with multiple therapists in the middle of the day, and she did have a real injury. So it would, I don't know, the whole thing, I was i was blown away. That had never happened to me before. I said, seriously? Like, she had to drop her partner off to get a look at me. Like, yeah. who are you? Why do you yeah. want her here so often? And I was like, whoa, okay. That brings up a funny point. I was at this place up in Ottawa again and the receptionists are all given um, I guess like a vouchers to to get massages once a month as like a, a, a perk and so this receptionist was her first time and I saw in the system her name and she was booked with me the day before and then the day of she wasn't on my book list my list so I asked the director say well hey what happened to such and such Oh, her husband doesn't want her to get a massage by a, a, a male. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. Well I guess he's you know one of those overbearing types or whatever. So fast forward, maybe two weeks later, I see her coming out of the treatment room and I knew there was an older Asian gentleman um, mm-hmm. that worked with us as our RMD and he was treating her. So and, were you too good looking? Uh, no. So I, 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 <laughs> I said to the director, I said, what happened to her? How, how come she, she got treated by um, um, such and such? And she says, uh, oh, he said to her, you could get treated by a male if he's over 50. <laughs> and at the time, I was 51. So I told him, yeah, I was you like, look younger I than said, I do. <laughs> I, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, if it's actual age thing, then, I'm, then I told him, I was like, first of all, I was like, that's the weirdest thing I ever heard. <laughs> A male could do it if he's over 50. I was thinking to myself, I, I don't get that at all. Like, what are you saying happens after 50 that you're okay, comfortable with? <laughs> what, are you, what are you getting at here? And then coupled with the fact that I was also over 50. So I just kind of, you know, I didn't say anything afterwards. I just thought translation. That was weird, that you was were the too good looking. Thing I heard. Yeah, that's it. He came <laughs> yeah. in. He saw you. He's like, nope. He saw the other guy. He's like, yeah, all right. That, uh, that one <laughs> it was time... like your wife walking out when Helga got there. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That poor dude. <laughs> yeah. You just called him ugly. No, I did not. You just called him ugly. I, the client's old. husband called him ugly. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I mean, the point that we were trying to make through all of this is you cannot advertise mm-hmm. for a female therapist any more than you can advertise for, you know, a specific um, race or religion. Like it, you just can't do it. Make the job ads. And honestly, you want to hire whoever you want, hire whoever you want. Just keep it to yourself. Exactly. Right on, man. Thanks for coming by. This was good. Appreciate it. Appreciate the, the opportunity, being able to vent a little bit and get this out there. I like what you guys are doing. Right on. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace.